Hello, Marvelites. Time for a special interview episode of This Week in Marvel. I'm Ryan Pagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Uh, ben Morse. Hi. Hi. How's it going? It's been a while. Yeah. How you doing? Very well. How about you? Good. We're recording this in 2015, but it's going to come out in 2016. In the future. How has the world changed? Uh, flying cars. Yep. Uh, no toothbrushes. Really? And everyone has little eyeballs in their teeth. It's really weird. Wow. Yeah. Think there are now seven Star Wars movies. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, mind who's, blown! Who's that third voice? Those man? dulcet tones are none other than our old friend who has not been on the podcast for a while. Yeah, well, yeah it's, uh, old friend. <laughs> yeah, our old buddy Tom Brevoort <laughs> joining us again in the midst of a hectic holiday schedule to uh, dish about Secret Wars. Hello. Hello, Ben. Hello, Ryan. Hi. Hi. So, Tom, let's talk Secret Wars. First of all, I think the most important question we need to put out there, uh, is the last issue of Secret Wars coming out? <laughs> uh, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> it is coming out on the 13th. Yes, and if we time this right, this podcast will drop the day before. Probably since we're up. talking about it, yep. it'll... Something will go awry. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. But we're planning to have this out the day before. So in 24 hours or some <laughs> other increment of time. Or already. The final issue of Secret Wars will be coming out. But you have sent it off to print. It yeah. is good to go. It is all done. Everything is finished. So there's nothing more you need to do. No, nothing it's time to Turn your attention to other matters. Oh, yes. <laughs> sit well, back with a milkshake and relax <laughs> in the sun. Is that a thing people do? Just yeah, sit absolutely. and eat milk, I think putting a sun. milkshake in the sun is probably a terrible <laughs> idea. It would melt really quickly and get all over That's you. That's why you got to drink it real fast and yeah. enjoy it. Like a shot of milkshake? Oh, that, mm, that sounds real good. That well, let's cast our minds way, 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 way back to the beginning of Secret War. In fact, before the beginning of Secret War, I want to talk about... The earliest concept of Secret War, Tom, the first time that Jonathan brought something to you or that you talked to Jonathan, even before this, this could predate his Avengers run. It, it does predate That's his Avengers run. That's what I figured. Run. So you know, it goes, let's goes tell the, the secret back. origin of Secret Wars. It may even predate his Fantastic Four run. Wow. Yeah, I'm a little vague on exactly when these conversations first started happening. Mm -hmm. But he had an idea, and I think, it, like I say, I think it was when we were working on Secret Warriors. Oh wow! That so way back. Yeah, that uh, you know, talking about other things he could do, and he had an idea for what would have been a series called Secret Wars. Mm -hmm. uh, and at that point, you know, it was still the nugget of the same uh, story that it would have been Earths coming together, and you know, essentially the Secret Wars would have been whenever there was an incursion and the two Earths were together, and you had eight hours and you'd fight the guys on the other Earths, and hmm. you know, this would be kind of how the story would go. He still used that same core idea and developed it out more and if it had, we had done it as just a series called Secret Wars we might have still gotten to the same place but it's it's hard to say specifically um, but you know he knew it would be the Illuminati mm -hmm. um, and he knew uh, it would be uh, Secret Wars and so we talked about that a bunch of times he ended up doing Fantastic Four and like I say I can't remember if this was, because there was overlap between the end of his Secret Warriors and when he started Fantastic Four, so I can't really remember with 100% certainty whether these conversations were before or after he'd begun on FF. Um, if it was after he started on FF, it was very early, mm -hmm. um, so he wasn't into that very deeply at all, mm -hmm. um, which is why so much stuff could be uh, set up yeah. <laughs> in the course of wow. of his uh, uh, run there. It's a long road. I, I, I want to ask too, just just as an immediate follow up. Um, 
So when he was working on Secret Warriors, Jonathan was still a relatively unproven commodity. So the idea of him pitching a series like Secret Wars is, you know, sure, that's a project we can do. Over time, how does it morph into, okay, we now trust you enough that we're basically going to hand you the entire Marvel Universe. This is going to be our biggest event ever. Well, I think that, you know, that, that's just, it, it, it happens that somebody is successful. Success mm-hmm. breeds success. So you do something and it works and people like it. People respond to it both out in the world and here in the, in the building, in the editorial offices. And then you kind of look for the next thing and how do you, how do you level somebody up? How do you put them on a bigger project or into a bigger spotlight and, and you know, get them to be more? You know, I remember very much, uh, you know, when John started Fantastic Four, he came in for what was his first retreat and tried to pitch his Fantastic Four run. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he'd never really done it in that sort of room. And he's such a big thinker, he kind of came in and, you know, sort of tried to pitch the entire story from... Yeah. I think I remember I think that, it was like actually. 570 all yeah. the way up to what would have been, you know, 600. It ended yeah. up being like 604 or, or, or what have you. Uh, and it was just sort of long, uh, discordant, rambling dissertation that, you know, afterwards as people went to, went to dinner... Like, nobody understood this. They could not wrap their minds around it, you know. And people came to me. You know, Joe Quesada at one point came to me and said, does, does he have this? Is, are, you, yeah. are you sure? He's, he... And I said, don't worry. He's, you know, he's got it. It's, it's fine. Uh, and then, like, literally once the first issue was done and left house, that first Fantastic Four issue, 570, you know, Joe Joe read that and came in and was like, "Oh, this is this is this is it. This yeah. is the this is the stuff. He's he's got it. He's so I, I get this completely now. I see what he's doing. I'm so into this. Um, so you know, there was some trepidation, but I think you know at the time the attitude was, well, you know, it's Fantastic Four. But you know, we'll take a flyer. What, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, every time you do something that's successful, and then, like, Fantastic Four just kind of built from there. The story built up, and we did three, and then we ended the book and replaced it with FF, and that got the numbers up. We killed Johnny, and then we built up to 600, and that built, you know. So so kind of the, the, the Q rating for Jonathan in all of this was constantly getting bigger. You know, he finished Secret Warriors, and that finished nicely, and everybody liked that. Uh, and he did Ultimates, and even though that didn't quite all fire out the way it needed to uh you know that was the thing it proved something you know and he was doing shield uh she was a, co- a concept that kind of baked between a bunch of different people i know joe was very involved in the idea early on and you know so so you know he showed he could do this this sort of big world building things uh and and you know just had that kind of uh, that kind of mind mm-hmm. um so uh, you know and it really came it wasn't so much that anybody sat down and said oh we're going to do secret wars it was uh, Brian is leaving Avengers. Who will do Avengers? And you know, somebody su- suggested, well, maybe you know, he's got a lot of ideas and a lot of big crazy stuff. He, he should do Avengers. And I kind of was like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if if that's the right. But you know, I called him up and I said, so what do you think about you doing Avengers? Would you be interested in that? What would you do? And he said, oh yeah, we could do that. I, and we would totally should totally do my Secret Wars idea, and that'll be the thing. And we'll do Avengers, and we'll do new Avengers, and. New Avengers will be the Illuminati book, and Avengers will be like the day book, and New Avengers will be the night book, so to speak. Uh, you know, the light and the dark books, and and we can do all of this stuff there. Um, 
you know, and and you know, this is why for months I was saying, uh, you know, New Avengers is the is the is the book that people aren't right. paying enough That's attention book, to. New yeah. Avengers is the book where all the important stuff is going on that nobody really realizes is is there or is not watching as much as they're watching the main Avengers title. Um, but that all you know, that all played out. That all worked out fine. Um, going back to those his early thoughts, were there any characters or things going on? From those his initial ideas that didn't make the the move over into the broader picture of Avengers: New Avengers: Secret Wars. No, we it was we weren't really down to characters other okay. than saying it's the Illuminati. Yeah, uh, and it was pretty much the Illuminati, you know, then and now. I mean, I don't know that we'd landed specifically on the Black Panther, uh, and Professor X would have been a part of it because he wasn't dead yet. Mm. Um, that was one of the, the things we had to deal with very early in New Avengers was because uh, I was coming right after the AVX yes. and Professor X had just died and so there was an empty slot that became the beast slot. Nick Lowe always screwing up your plans. Nick Lowe and me, <laughs> but mostly Nick. Um, uh, yeah, so there were little things like that that again we might have gotten to anyway. It was just that's where we that's where we were mm. in the you know the overall chronology of the Marvel universe. You know. Steve had a an Infinity Gem and had been brought in, and so that we uh, you know we we dealt with and you know kind of rearranged the table so it could be the characters that that John needed, and he could have the conflicts that would drive those Avengers books. You know, if we did the story a year earlier, you know, some of that nip and tuck stuff might have been different based on where people happened to be, but the core, the essence of it, probably wouldn't have changed that much. You know, that having been been said, when he first sort of laid all this stuff out. Um, it had a very hard syncopation, which is to say uh, that like on New Avengers, and I'm forgetting some of the specifics, but you know, like the first six issues was going to be here's you know arc one, and the second six issues was going to be here's all from the point of view of of other worlds, mm. uh, and the next six issues were going to be something else and so forth, and you can still see bits of that framework, but other things came up to change those things around. We did Infinity, which uh, wasn't completely planned to be where it was initially, um, so that was, I think, New Avengers 7, 8, 9, mm-hmm. maybe 10, um, along with the Avengers issues that were there. Uh, and some of that, we're going to see Other Worlds thing, you know, I think it got compressed down to, it only, only did about three issues worth right. of it. Um, you know, and it really kind of turned into the Great Society story, yeah. which was, uh, you know, again, was a full arc of, of that. Uh, so some of that stuff just shifted as, you know, the machine of putting out comics every month, uh, you know, demanded what it demanded. You know, we were doing more Avengers than new Avengers. And so keeping the two of them story-wise in sync would sometimes be difficult because you'd have twice as many Avengers issues as you'd have new Avengers issues. And you know, John would would have that figured out sort of on paper, but in practice, things would slip or slide around, or or, or not quite come together the way that uh, you know would uh, you would want them to. Yeah, I remember a retreat before the Avengers books launched, where he had like charted out, and it was breaking down like the schedules and how, you know, they were gonna connect here, and then they were gonna go back away, like right. It's fascinating to me. I love that he has those notebooks and, mm-hmm. and those like those ideas. I always think about. I wish Marvel had a museum type mm-hmm. thing right. to have, like cool artifacts of of the planning and the history, 
stuff like that, but going back and like having sure. Kirby stuff and like amazing things. Yeah. It's one of those just really cool little elements <laughs> that most people never even know about. Sure, sure. Yeah. So one of the interesting challenges in Twist of Secret Wars is that you guys spend the first issue destroying the Marvel Universe and the Ultimate Universe. Right. But that's not the story. That's basically the bridge to get to the story. Right. I remember it was challenging to kind of, in advance, tell people what the story's about because the big thing is, oh, we're destroying everything and then something else will be coming after. How did you guys kind of get through that and tell this huge epic? I remember the first story was one of my one of my favorites just because it was so emotional and it was mm -hmm. so it hit home well, you had I'm, to do I'm glad that was the that was the case yeah that, that was, rocket that was, moment that was the hope yeah. yeah I mean but you guys had to do that in one issue mm -hmm. and then get to your larger story was that tough or did it come naturally well I mean again from my point of view it wasn't one issue mm. um, you know that that particularly at Avengers and New Avengers before that we had eight months uh, leading up to that, you know, setting up our all of our, our dominoes, putting everybody where we needed them to be, and even starting to get into that. Like those last issues of Avengers and New Avengers, right. particularly Avengers, you know, really that whole story starts there. Yeah. And I, if I'm recalling right, those all shipped like a week apart. Very, very close together. Um, yeah, and we also had the free comic book day, which was, uh, you know, sort of a last minute add in. Mm -hmm. Uh, it wasn't part of the original plan. It was, oh, we have, we're going to do free comic book day. We should we should do Secret Wars. And that made sense. So, you know, we did the the 10-page story there. And the, 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 the trick with things like that and with Secret Wars 1 is you you need to start the story feeling like you're starting the story, uh, you know, so that somebody that hasn't read 44 issues of Avengers or 33 issues of New Avengers can kind of have an opportunity to come in and feel like they're they're starting at a beginning and understand what's going on, except that the story is really 77 issues old at that point, <laughs> yeah. and people have been reading it for 77 issues, and you don't want to just bore them completely to death yeah. either. So, you know, the challenge of Secret Wars 1, and one of the reasons it was as large as it, as it was, was that, you know, you kind of had to sort of recap everything again, but hopefully do so enough on the fly and enough with enough big... Cataclysm and exploding and 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 you know action and drama that if you knew about it already there was enough stuff to, to keep you invested and if you didn't know any of it you could kind of pick it up and 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 uh, you know follow along you know there were people along the way reviewers and things that said oh you should have just started with issue two and mm. uh, <laughs> I can understand that mode of thinking because uh, two is cleaner you start with hey here's sure. Battle World here's what it's like here's what but you kind of have to get there first, and you kind of want to do that in the event and not before the event. Yeah. One thing about that story um, that would have been different is that, uh, and this is just, again, luck of, luck of the draw, luck of the stories we did, by the time we got to doing, it's going to be the Marvel Universe versus the Ultimate Universe most of the big Ultimate Universe characters were dead. Yeah. <laughs> and so you get a lot of, look, it's it. they got a fleet of helicarriers yeah, and right. some crazy Sentinel robots and, you know, where, where, you know, initially what we envisioned this being is this is Avengers versus Ultimates. Right. This is, you know, all those characters colliding in a big thing and it was just in the time it took and all the Ultimate stuff that had been done up to that point, so many of them had had fallen by the wayside that i mean even even last year mm -hmm. uh you know thor was gone yeah cap was, and gone. cap was gone 
and you know you were kind of down to like Iron Man and a bunch of characters who were cool but who the average reader didn't necessarily know you know they knew there were no Miles as Spider Man mm-hmm. but then like you know the all new Ultimates were kind of like it's Cloak and Dagger yeah nothing wrong with Cloak and Dagger but they're fighting the Marvel Universe it's not exactly a fair fight <laughs> yeah um, you know so so uh, you know that would have been probably a little more of a of an even uh, on an even footing had we gotten to it sooner mm. but you know that's just again luck of the luck of the draw so the cards fell yeah I find it interesting that you mentioned like what the reviewers say There, it, it's hard I think some people don't understand like they have to separate themselves and step away from what they understand about the medium or the, had their experiences with it because for us like you say we're trying to put this in the hands of X number of people, sure. So many of whom have no idea what's going on, and and that that balance is so tough. And I think you guys did a, a killer job. Well, thank that. you, those, thank you. I mean, it's also, uh, you know, from the reviewer point of view, is they're reviewing parts of a story. They haven't read the end of this yet because right. it's still not out for twenty four more hours or some increment of time. <laughs> so so you know they're they're reviewing the experience of reading whatever the latest installment is and how that fits against everything that's come before and their expectations yeah. and what they they want of it and you know that's all perfectly valid but that's a slightly different point of view than building the superstructure of this thing making sure all the parts hit as they need to making sure everything is is you know clear and entertaining for as wide an audience as possible um yeah and again still still uh, uh, effective for somebody that's been reading you know the books forever um, yeah, it's just a slightly different, you know, perspective that you have to have on it. As far as after we get to Battle World, of course, we have you know kind of the the characters you knew were going to be there because they were there all along. The Illuminati, the Cabal, Doctor Doom. You know, we see a lot of callback to Jonathan's Fantastic Four run. A lot of the elements from there. But then you also have characters like Star Lord, Captain Marvel, the new Thor. How did they come to be part of the cast? Um, uh, some of them, at least, some of them were were characters Jonathan, mm-hmm. you know, wanted. Right. But in terms of who was actually on the life raft, yeah, um, he was very very open to that. We went mm. to a much it was a later retreat, uh, and we sat in a in a room with all the various writers who were starting to build, uh, you know, the tie-ins. Jonathan had sort of laid out at that point. Here's what Battle World is, and you know, trying to get people to understand it. You know, he drew a little drawing yeah, and we projected he it, you know, on the on the on the wall so people could understand, oh, this bit here is future imperfect and this bit here is Age of Apocalypse and it's you know, it's a planet that's made up of all these little like countries that are that are these different bits of Marvel history, you know, all smushed together this way and you know, at the top are the hulks and at the bottom is the the shield wall with the bugs and the ultrons and so forth, the mm-hmm. zombies. Uh, you know, and people were starting to understand and and become, you know, interested in and invested in the tie-in stories that they wanted to tell, uh, and so that, as much as anything, really guided. Okay, who's going to be on the life raft? Who do you who do you want? Who do you need coming over? Uh, yeah, and then finding the right balance. And there were other characters at different points yeah. that were going to be there. Uh, you know, for the longest time. 
young Jean Grey was yeah. going to be there. Right. You know, and people still ask about that. I was actually looking. She made it onto a cover, I think. Right? She made it onto a, yeah. onto a, into a couple of images. I was actually last night. Uh, we were waiting for for Dan Buckley to go over to the the Marvel uh, uh, Christmas party, mm-hmm. and Dan has in his office window the the first issue cover piece that right. Esad drew right. and I was just like looking at it and there were a couple of things that I found interesting about it like oh there's there's like ultimate read but he's in like his ultimate read outfit yeah. that he'd been wearing in ultimate FF and there's young Jean Grey and yeah. you know they're both that way because that was how how they were at that point and whatever at whatever time we went to Esad and went okay we're going to do this piece and we'll do it as a homage to the original Secret Wars cover and Here's the list of characters. They were characters that were that were involved and invested. At one point, it was the uh, Black Bolt coming over on the wrap was a possibility, um, and it just became a question of how much is how much can you actually do stuff with? How much mm-hmm. need is there? Um, uh, and and uh, uh, you know how much space is Jonathan going to have to to play with all these things? Um, you know, let alone whoever was doing tie-ins. You know, yeah. whatever tie-ins there were, whatever talk there were of things that, that might have been with Young Jean Grey or with with Black Bolt, they didn't they didn't happen. They didn't materialize that way. Right. Uh, and so a couple of people fell out. I think there was maybe one more. Yeah. I really liked how Star Lord ended up getting kind of his moment in number eight. That uh, that nice sequence where that was yeah. Th- th- thank you again. That was that was long. Not as long as some some things, right? But that was long uh, set up. You know, yeah. that, that had been set up back around you know issue one, and then when we see him again, yeah, coming out of the pod in three, maybe four, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So that was again that was a piece that we had or that John had, uh, you know, almost from the beginning. It's just you kind of have to slowly seed right. your way and yeah, hope that nobody out. figures it out. You know, the the bigger one, and it's a callback to like. Uh, you know the, the thing he had set up uh, in in Fantastic Four of the Black Panther is you know he's no longer the king of Wakanda. Right. He's now uh, you know exiled to the Necropolis and he's the king of the dead and so forth. And I was amazed that we got to Secret Wars seven without anybody connecting the dots between that and the fact that there's a whole country full of zombies <laughs> yeah. down there. Um, because I thought that was like such a good bit and such a good payoff to that because they've been saying it, they've been using the term again and again and again all through the Avengers run and everywhere, uh, and not you know not really making much of it other than he would talk to the spirits of other dead Panthers. Um, but so that was that was like that was probably the longest uh, payoff uh, to a bit of anything that was in Secret Wars because that got established in Fantastic Four towards the end of that run. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned in uh, you know number two we we start to see the uh, the formation of Battle World and you mentioned you know going to this retreat and Jonathan laying out this world what was that what was that like because I think I feel like I was there for one of these discussions but it feels like they, they happened multiple times as yes. as Battle World was formed and reformed and, and <laughs> discovered and and formulated. Well, I mean, you know, as with most of these things, uh, you know, it was chaotic and maybe more chaotic because it was so big that that Secret Wars, as opposed to what we typically do, uh, a big event story, um, you know, typically the the their their sort of volunteer buy-in, you know, if you want to be a part of this, we're going to be doing a big thing. Here's the 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 outline of the story. Here's what we're doing. It's obviously going to get a lot of promotion and 
uh, be a big thing. And if you kind of want to take advantage of that and use that to help bring some eyeballs to whatever you're doing in your book, you're free to do that or or not. And, you know, the editors and the creators kind of discuss it amongst themselves and they either go, I, I got a story, I want to do this, or no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be part of this. Secret Wars didn't have that latitude. You know, from a very early point, uh, it had to be all in. Yeah, all <laughs> Because if you're going to destroy the Marvel Universe, you kind of can't have stories about the Marvel Universe just going on in other books. And we were, you know, flexible with that as well. Again, in the very original, original plan, and fairly late, up to fairly late in the game, it was all Marvel Universe stories stop in April. So whatever title you were on, your story had to end right there because we're going into Secret Wars. Uh, you know, and instead, we, we gave a little more flexibility to that, and we did more of the last day's stories. Right. So some of that stuff could bleed out and bleed into the months where all the Battle World stuff was, was also going on um, because some of those stories needed it and because that transition uh, being just completely sudden seemed like it was just going to be too daunting, not for the creators, but for retailers and fans to get their heads around. Mm-hmm and go, okay, we're in Battle World. What, what books am I buying? What am I reading? How am I going about this? And so kind of making that uh, a slightly easier uh, a pill to swallow, an easier transition seemed like a smarter way to go. And it seems like it was, it was in that everything has worked out very nicely. Yeah. Going back to, as we have a few times, Jonathan's Fantastic Four run. That's where this started to coalesce a little bit. As we read Secret Wars, I really started to realize, like, oh my God, this is this is in many ways the quintessential Doctor Doom Reed Richards story. They are so at the heart of this. Um, was that intentional on Jonathan's part? Is that just how it worked out? Like that this well, no, that's first, that that was the plan from the start. That's the story. Yeah, so, the, so okay. yeah, for sure. So I'm not wrong in saying that. <laughs> no, 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 you're not. And and again, uh, you know, there are some there are some. Uh, you know, what ifs and could have beens and things right. along the way. The last issue of Fantastic Four that Jonathan did, rather than FF Fantastic Four, uh, was the the issue where they go into the the universe that Doom has. Mm. Um, you know, where Doom has been, uh, Doom had been left with the Council of Reeds, which is now the Council of Dooms, mm-hmm. and he has this universe that he's changing to his own liking, and it all goes wrong and. They come in, they pull him out, and in one iteration of the storyline, that was the kickoff to Secret Wars. That mm. that universe mm. being destroyed was was the one that went away that caused all the other universes to start kind Collapse. of crashing together. Yeah. Um, you know, we ended up not doing that that way, so that story isn't exactly that anymore. But at one point, it would have been. Mm. Um, so Doom was always at the center of this in the same way he was. You know, so central to the original Secret Wars, and you know, a lot of the the inspiration that, that Jonathan took for the whole thing was from the original Secret Wars. He used a lot of the same yeah. ingredients, the Beyonders and the Molecule Man and Doom, and you know, to the idea of Battle World, this piecemeal planet, and all these things. Um, you know, and even the shape of the life raft. The life raft looks like the transporters yeah, from that original that Secret cool. Wars. Um, you know, but but he did a different story and did different things with them. Um, so it, it was always going to be a big Doom story and a big Doom and Reed story, which is what made it so funny 
as you know, whatever it was eighteen months ago, everyone was talking about you're not going to do any do anything Four. with the Fantastic yeah. Four anymore. You're not going to promote it or talk about it. Or, do we are doing the biggest story ever? Yeah, <laughs> and it's ultimately a Fantastic Four story. Yeah, uh, you were, you know, it's not like you could say that at that point, but yeah, you know, it was it was sort of absurd that that this is what people were chattering about at the moment that everything in the Marvel Universe. Everything that we were publishing was going to be a big Fantastic Four story. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't do a bigger Fantastic Four story. I still maintain that of all the great moments in Zero Wars, and there have been plenty, the one where Doom notices Reed is there is mm-hmm. probably my favorite. Nobody also figured out or put together. It's it's Again, it's seated, it's there, it's implied, it's never actually said. Mm. But, uh, you know, there are no Reeds no. on Doom World. And the reason there are no Reeds in Doom World is all of them died during Jonathan's Council of Reed stories. Right. Oh, see, oh. I thought of it as Doom's conscious dis- removal right, of, when he of Reed. Right. But that makes more stories. <laughs> so, fine. You yeah. win this round. Yeah, yeah that, so that was all... You know, that, oh, I love it. Oh. Yeah, that's why there are no Reeds. All the Reeds you were, were a part of the Council of Reeds, and they're all gone now. Right. So... Are there... I, I mean... I, there are, we published many Secret Wars tie-ins. So yes, yes, we did. But aren't there? I, there's no. There's no any of the Fantastic Four. Yes, right? there are no other. No other. There's no other. No bands, other doppelgangers. No other yes, no other Sues. Yeah, that was one of the rules we set up. Okay. At the beginning, no other Dooms, no other Fantastic Fours. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple. All the Thors are part of the Thor core. Yeah. Um, you know, we probably should have done that with Doctor Strange, but we didn't. Yeah. So there are a couple, couple stragglers. There are a couple of other Doctor Stranges around, which gets a little weird. Yeah. Um, but but you know it's fine. And I looked at that as he's a rarity across <laughs> universes. You know, like he's, I, a, he's a deli. He's a like delicacy? the rare. A del- yeah, a rare. He's delicacy. the rare Chase variant. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the one in one hundred variant. Right. If you get a Doctor Strange, your universe right. is extra valuable. Doctor Strange <laughs> in battle armor. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Strange with one punch action. <laughs> so. What are some of you, we, I just talked about my favorite moment. What was actually Brian? What was your favorite moment? Uh, I don't know if it's my fa- if there, if you can call it a moment, but it's a, a page that Isad draws, mm-hmm. and it's that it's before a oh, fight yeah, yeah. where the 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 cabal is just landing and they're sort of planning out what they're doing, and Thanos is just he's leaning on a rock and he's talk he's like overlooking his crew, and there's just something so menacing and beautiful about that page and about that scene and that like constantly sticks in my head i mean there's so many things and i i love sinister like the (laughs) the the main baron sinister that we see throughout the main book is just incredible uh and there's so many little things but that yeah that thanos is great and then that moment in eight that moment in eight with doom and thanos yeah i lost it that was nice i was was a good moment. Tingles. Like, <laughs> ugh, I love There's that. a lot of room for good Thanos stuff in here, despite the cast of thousands. Well, and, and that's that's part of what I loved about the story is like everybody. There's those special moments right, are like constant, and there's something big and beautiful and great that bubbles up for characters who have very little screen time. Right. You know, and, and well, this evil. is this is you know again sort of the intent was, uh, you know, you do three years of Avengers doing a lot of setup and then Secret Wars is really nothing but payoff. Knocking it out of the park constantly. Um, so so constantly you're you're able to pay off on all this jazz 
that's been set up earlier. Yeah. Uh, and some of it is just, oh, here's, you know, John's got a cool idea for a moment for a character. Right. And some of it is, here's a, a bit of business or a line or something he seeded two years earlier that, that can pay off and people can go, ha, look at that. <laughs> Had it all figured out all along. Yeah. I can't remember if this was at a retreat or if we talked about it on another podcast or what it was. So this may or may not be public or not, but um, <laughs> but it can all be revealed now. Um, how big a deal was it going into issue one, going back a little, not to have Tony Stark and Steve Rogers, that they would be off the table before issue one started? Was that something you went... I feel like that was something you went back and forth on, or was um, that always going to be the way it was? Um, there was surprisingly little, I mean, little back and forth. Had... Uh, had there been more ultimates available, we probably yeah. would have kept them around into that. Uh, but you know, uh, both because they were the linchpin characters in those Avengers runs up to that point, and because that first issue was going to be jam packed with stuff anyway, it made more sense to kind of use them to end sort of the Avengers portion of the program. Yeah. Uh, with their climactic fight, than it did to bring them into Secret Wars. If Ultimate Steve and Ultimate Tony were both still there, yeah, um, we might have gone ahead and 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 let them bleed in and done stuff there. Uh, but because the sides were so lopsided anyway, yeah. I think that, that you know this was just a better choice. And it was one of those things that nobody really nobody really blinked at around here. Yeah, and said, okay, John's doing it this way. This is the way the story is going, and. Yeah. Just uh, awful editorial control over the story. That's right. You guys that's are monsters. Right. But um, it's, you know, everybody knew there would be more Captain Americas right. and more yeah. Iron Mans and things once you got to Secret Wars 2 and into Battle World. So it wasn't like, oh, we're going to do this big event and there's not going to be any yeah. any Steve or Tony. Um, it's more, okay, that, that moment is going to be the end of Avengers and that's a big deal and that's a big book. Yeah. Um, so, you know, people can understand the sense of it. I remember in the fallout of Civil War, you know, they had, of course, gone to war and really you know how could these guys ever work together again and obviously we eventually got them somewhat on the same page again I had to say after reading the way they went out in Time Runs Out I was just like I don't think I can ever read an Iron Man Captain America team up story again and think that these guys can get on the same page well uh, you know again I mean, we'll see where it enough, goes but you know you give anything enough time yep. time heals all wounds Ben. yeah and if it's... you and I battled to the fiery death and then somehow made it out the other side you think we'd be okay yeah no. we've got 10 uh, 12 years of history that's really nice it'll be good it's really sweet. uh but going back to the what we were talking about can you objectively look at a moment a scene something from the main book that is that sticks out specifically for you um i i can but it's in nine so i can't really <laughs> tell you about it <laughs> i love it i love it Great. You know, nine well, is, uh, you know, no, nine is no fooling the, yeah. the, the real stuff. Um, it's it's really good, um, and you know I know everybody in the world is worried, you know, or or concerned that well it's all been it's all been spoiled. Yeah, let's talk about that. You know, it's all everything's come out. Saying. We've already moved in, and it's not that that's certainly it's certainly not the ideal way for all this stuff to have gone. Mm -hmm. But all that having been said. Uh, Secret Wars 9 is unspoilable. It cannot be spoiled. Uh, people think they know things, and people think uh, you know they're aware of what's going to go on in it, but they don't actually know it, uh, and uh, you know they'll experience it. Uh, and Esad just uh, killed on it. Yeah, he's he, he killed on nine. He's incredible. That's just wow. 
So as the experience has wound down, I ask you this after every event you work on. <laughs> what uh, what new lessons did you learn from Secret Wars that you, you may not have known before? Or at this point, have you done enough events that there's nothing you can be taught? Um, well, I think everyone, you know, everyone teaches you something. You know, there, there are new mistakes not to make <laughs> the next time. Um, but there are always new mistakes to make. Yeah. You know, or that or that that happen. You know, with 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 Secret Wars, you know, this is a classic case where, uh, you know, we we underestimated we underestimated the amount of space, and you know, we we underestimated or we went into it with the best possible intention of oh, it'll all be fine. We're starting so early. Yeah. We have so much time. It'll be you know, the first issue of Secret Wars was like thirty five pages long, and the second one was forty five pages long, yeah, and they crazy. shipped a week apart. Yeah. <laughs> so after two weeks, like 80 pages of material, four comic books worth, were eaten up and gone. And so even if you took four months to do those, sorry, you're not as ahead as you you want to be or you think you are. Uh, and then even there, you know, we got to we got to what was going to be seven, and Jonathan did his first pass at a script, and that was like 41 pages mm-hmm. long. Um, which is why we ended up having to break it in half and, and reshuffle it and shift it around because at that point we were already running late. The book was coming out late. And, you know, we could have waited and we could have gone, oh, we're going to, uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll raise the price and we'll wait till Assad gets 41 pages done to put another issue out. But people would have killed us. Yeah. So, and I think, uh, I think Jonathan intends to go back in for the collection. And reshuffle seven and eight Ooh. back to its original uh, its original run form, uh, and I'll probably do a little you know dialogue tweaking and such to kind of put it back structurally the way it was because the original forty one page version is better. It's just, it just has to be said it is better than seven and eight individually because it's the whole issue is just one huge build of thing after thing after thing, uh, and because we had to split it up. Uh, you know, you needed issue seven to work as an issue. It wasn't just like you get to page twenty, and you stop. Yeah. It was okay. You need a climax. You need enough stuff to have happened in those twenty for people to feel like they got a meal, uh, and you need something to leap you over into the next issue. You need a you need a springboard or a cliffhanger, and the same kind of thing with with eight. It needs to pick up somewhere, and needs to reestablish its velocity. But again, it's like driving in a, in a car. You know, you start, you press, step on the gas. On page one and page forty-one, you're going three hundred miles an hour. Uh, it's not the same thing if you stop twenty pages in. You know, you're trying to get there faster to five page twenty, and then starting from zero again. Right. Um, so I think uh, for the collection, he intends to uh, rejuggle all that stuff. A good reason for people to buy the big collected hardcover of this. I guess they'll just have to. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you have a favorite uh, domain of all the domains? Um, well, again, I, it's more that I had favorite tie-ins <laughs> that either I worked on or that other people worked on rather than specifically a favorite domain of my own. Um, you know, I, I was I was and remain a big proponent of, of Weird World. Hmm. Um, you know, that that's all there, you know, because of the opportunity this presented. Uh, and because of my desire to do something like Weird World, um, that could that could uh, you know kind of mash up all of the the genre comics of the '70s that we don't really do a whole lot of anymore. 
Um, so it was nice that we got to do that. It's nice that we got to also bring it into the new Marvel Universe uh, and that it's getting so much play in so many places so it can be kind of an established environment uh, that we use for, for stories and things going forward, both actual Weird World stories and other stories where the Avengers or the X-Men or the, the humans or somebody go to Weird World or have an adventure with something that's come out of Weird World. Um, but I liked the I liked a bunch of them, you know. Uh, I think I think uh, you know our our creators and our editorial staff did a really nice job of embracing all the different angles on on uh, Secret Wars and on Battle World and the kinds of different stories and genres and things you could do, uh, you know, within it. Uh, you know, I like the fact that we did you know really off the wall stuff like Secret Love. Mm. and Howard the Human uh, you know I like that we did the, the anthologies where people got to do crazier little shorter pieces that maybe you know wouldn't have wouldn't have worked as a full book where Daredevil is a chef or yeah. uh, you know Millie the model is a robot spokesperson or um, you know so, so there was a there were a lot of things that, that, that got done that were fun and clever um, and you know even the worst of them were you know revisiting stuff that uh, you know we haven't seen in a while right. and, you know again sort of like the greatest hits right. uh, thing that Secret Wars was the event that contained all other events uh, and so you could get a taste of all those other things yeah. in one way or another in those different uh, tie-in chapters to specify the worst of them is the ones that Nick Lowe worked on <laughs> those goes without saying yeah goes without saying without saying alright last question Tom um, once number nine is out if you could talk about this once the whole thing is done, everyone's read all 85 tie-ins, uh, what do you hope people take away from Secret Wars? <laughs> I, I, my one facetious answer is that it's not the it's not Universe 616 anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's more than anything what I want people to take away from it. Mm -hmm. uh, it it's not that anymore. Um, but beyond that, you know, hopefully people enjoyed the 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 ride and the, the spectacle and and you know that the payoff uh, after all these months and all these pages is is worth it to people and that they dig the ending and uh, that they're excited about the all new Marvel universe and the the possibilities that have now been kind of opened up uh, in the, in the rejuggled reunified uh, new Marvel universe. Any final thoughts, Ryan? I really like Secret Wars. It was really enjoyable. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. You guys did a great job. And uh, look forward to Secret Wars 2. <laughs> no? All right. <laughs> I, I, in all honesty, I'm looking forward to what I assume we'll do at some point, the What If Secret Wars. Oh, yeah. Like, series of stories. Yeah, right, right. Because he and I, I mean, growing up on those What Ifs, of, of the particularly of the 80s and 90s, yep. like those stories... Where everything goes wrong and everyone dies and it's all horrible. Yep. Yep. Really shaped who I am today. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's what Secret Wars number one was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the ultimate what if. It was incredible. Except it happened. Yeah. I was always, I mean, I love the I love the 70s mm -hmm. what if series. I love oh, the yeah. 70s what if series was great because they did a lot of things that were clever and interesting. The 90s what if series always bothered me. And it's not like there weren't good stories in it, but they were always one of two stories in it and it always was like to me it was always like oh surely you can come up with a third story you know the two stories not when those two stories are all you need Tom. <laughs> maybe <laughs> you know the two stories were 
So if something goes differently and everything goes to hell. Yep. It's just terrible. It you know everything's it's everything's it bad and it's all it just everything falls down. Phew, aren't you glad that didn't happen? Yeah. And then the second story was and then the thing that didn't happen happens anyway. Yeah. What if Frank Castle didn't become the Punisher? He still Turns out he did. Yeah. <laughs> he still, even when he doesn't become the Punisher, he becomes the Punisher. So it's fate's destined. It has to be that way. Yeah. And again, those are two fine stories. But once you've read like 12 of them each, you know, you're looking for, you know, find a, find a third avenue. Find yeah. something that goes a slightly different place. So, again, my hope would be if we did, you know, what ifs for Secret Wars, and, you know, typically we do about five of these, mm -hmm. that, you know, one of them could be everything goes to hell, and one of them could be and he becomes the Punisher anyway, but I want three, three more that do something else. What do you think, Ryan? Is a uh, a rant from Tom on the 90s What If series a good way to conclude our Secret Wars podcast? <laughs> It'll do. It'll, It'll do. do. Tom, thanks for joining us. Thank you. As always, thanks people for your can uh, follow you on Twitter, at Tom Brevoort. Yes. And various other places on the internet. All over the internet. All over the internet. Right, right on. Cool. This is Marvel, your universe. <laughs>